The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with the ring-tailed lemur from Progressive. Or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle... <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Rob and Good evening, everybody. Happy Friday. We are live with the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Robert, and I will be your host for this evening. This is episode number 96. Yeah. You, you don't have a football player? Uh, I have Thomas Holmstrom. There you go. Tom, oh, Thomas. Oh, all right. Tomas. All right. Yeah. Tomas. Tomas Holmstrom. Very nice. For our Swedish listeners, it's Tomas. <laughs> do, do we have any Swedish listeners? We probably have somebody. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know we've got Ireland. Yeah, we've, I don't know. We've got Ireland on, on lockdown right if now. You're, so. hey, if you're Irish and you can recruit a Swede, we'll uh, we'll send you a beer. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So I guess we'll go around the room. Matt, how you doing? I'm well, Rob. How are you today? I'm I'm doing okay. You look like you have a little bit of beer in front of you. I, I so do. So I think you're going to be a lot better. I, I, yeah, as soon as I start downing these, I, I figure I probably will be. I uh, got myself a uh, Ellison. I actually tell, kind of double-fisted right now. Ellison Tiramisu Stout. And I stopped up at Holiday, got a, I guess, a, a howler of Alesmith, uh, the Speedway Stout. Yeah? Was that uh, out of the uh, tap system that they have over there? Though? Yep. Yep. Out of the little tap system. You know, got the little, their, their four beers on. They, they had Boss Tweet on the other day, and that pretty much ran out, I think, the day of. I could see so, how that would happen. Yeah, that was, that was relatively quick. Angela, how you doing? Good, thank you. Good, good. What you drinking over there? I have Juices Loose from Transient. Nice. How's that? How's that going down? I think it's good. I think it's actually really good. I wanted to try it with some Boss Tweed, see which one I liked better, but I couldn't work it out. Isn't that a single though, not a double? Or is uh, that a double? It's a double. Eight percent. I don't. I think uh, Boss is nine, so it's a little bit. Yeah, heavy. Boss is uh, nine point three. I'll bring you one next week if you still need one. I have two sitting in my fridge. Perfect. We'll do it next week. There we go. Oh, but those hops aren't fresh anymore. Uh, I think you get three between three to five weeks. So I'm letting it age in my fridge right now. <laughs> so it, so the hops mellow. Can aged. That'll be about how aged the juices loose too. So yeah, aluminum aged. What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, sure. That's that's fine for your for your bush light. There we go. <laughs> Mix it with some orange juice. Cut it with some cherry juice. Mm, no. No? No. Shake and make it go loose? I mean, I was good with the orange juice, but you threw the cherry juice in there. I'm like, no. So since they say it tastes so much like orange juice, should we just start mixing them with, with vodka and start calling them screwdrivers? <laughs> I mean, you could, it, I mean, it's... 9% it's, beer and vodka. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I walked past a screwdriver smearing off ice bottle and said, damn, that's some good-looking haze. <laughs> <laughs> It happened today. <laughs> One of those 24-ounce bottles? Yeah, beautiful. There you go. I mean, those grape ones look good now, too, because they only made them purple instead of clear. Uh, so they got that artificial color. 
red, it looks like yellow dye number five? I don't know. It's probably just a little bit of, I mean, it's not just vodka, alcohol, purple. It's, you know, <laughs> smearing off red than blue. I tried smearing to bring some drink. mead today since beer has been so controversial these days. But Mead's not beer. Yes, yeah, speak, speaking Everybody of, likes it though. Uh, of controversies, you seem to be having a, a very you know, fun time on Facebook this week. You know, I don't know what it is with these people. Um, and what do you mean, these people? Yeah, if you're thinking of who are these people, you're probably that person. Um, I made an appeal, and I think it went over pretty well, but it, it got some hate that on these boards, can we just enjoy beer instead of just bashing people constantly thank you like um there's a brewery that i'm not going to mention that i guess might rhyme with boonin that just seems <laughs> to just get trashed on a daily basis like it there are two posts on these two different themes of posts it's hey i'm drinking this beer it's a hazy new england ipa here are my thoughts it's either a better than m43 or it's less good than m43 that's one theme and then it's I hate this brewery. Don't ever go there. And we're going to just make fun of the people that work there. And I just, I'm sick of seeing it. You know, those people, they're, they're cool to me. Uh, I've never had a bad experience there. Um, you missed so, one of the, the hierarchies on there. You know, the drain poor posts. Uh, well, yeah, okay. It's like every other day. That's, a, like, that's part of the subreddit on the, this is M43. <laughs> but beer is taste. bad. Don't you just drink it real quick and crack open another one? I mean, I, guess so. I, I mean I'm fresh out of college. I'm not wasting any beer. That's for sure. No, my, so my appeal was, listen, I, we all deal with enough shit with work. We all have a shitty job for the most part. Well, then we come home and we see the news of how shitty that is. If we're here to talk about beer, can we, like, leave the shittiness outside like go kick your dog or beat your wife. Don't oh, bring come it here. On. Obviously a joke. Okay. Yeah, obviously, but leave the negativity right, out right, of this. Group. But before we get, into do two. not do not condone animal violence or domestic violence or Ezekiel Elliott Thank or you. Michael Vick. Thank you. But before we get any f- deeper into that, I want to uh, acknowledge well, our guests that are in the room. I will start uh, with my right. If you can give us your name and who's your daddy and what do you do. So my name's Steve Jabori. I um, run a little beer shop inside of a gas station in Macomb called J1 Liquor. And, uh, yeah, we're on Hall Road. It's a pain in the ass to get to. And uh, we're slowly uh, turning Macomb County into sour drinkers, so that's pretty cool. Is there anything that's on Hall Road that isn't a pain in the ass to get to? Just my store, actually. (laughs) It's the only one. Nothing else is worth it. Because you can fill up your tank and your growler. So, I mean, come on. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, don't even give me one of those little plastic rubber bands on it. Just, I'm good to go. Give me a crazy straw. Ah. <laughs> so, so filling up growlers. So, I mean, how many taps are you running? So, yeah, we just started that in April. We have eight taps going. Um, trying to keep it specifically beer that's not bottled or canned unless it's, you know, M43 or whatever. But, um, yeah, so... It's been awesome to bring in breweries that we've never been able to carry, breweries that I love, that I've visited, that they don't distribute cans or bottles. So it's awesome. So, yeah, we have a drafting table on right now. We have Ellison on right now. They just started distributing cans as of this week, so that was cool. Um, so, yeah, it's great. It's going over really well. People love it. You know. Would you say the beer is better on draft? <laughs> ah. See what we did there? Wow. Yeah, you know. Wow. 
I mean, it is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. It's, I was always, I never had a bar. I always just sold beer by the can and the bottle. So I was a little skeptical. Like, I was just like, yeah, beer is beer, man. If it's carbonated right, it tastes great. But something special about it coming out the tap. I will, I can't lie for sure. So keg stands, yay or nay? No? (laughs) Not yet. No, the MLCC is very strict about that. But we do. So you can only touch like one ankle at a time? Yeah, right, right. We're going to have to, after after business hours, we'll have to work something out. You guys never close your gas station. No, no, no. We do. (laughs) Okay. We do. Specifically so I can do keg stands, actually. That's Mm -hmm. why. The only reason. Well, I guess I was was kind of curious because, you know, I'm not much with, you know, the laws in, in the state, but. You know, having a system where you can fill growlers and have a gas station in the same location. Mm-hmm. And was there any type of issue with, with trying to really get that running and get that established? After you get your liquor license, it's not much of an obstacle. The obstacle is getting the liquor license, which they made that easier for or permissible for gas stations to do a while back. So, yeah, the growler thing is it is what it is. I mean, it's. It's no different than buying a bottle of vodka or another bottle of beer. It's just we seal it, you take mm-hmm. it to go, and it's just like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, the idea does take some getting used to. I'm there every day. So to me, it's just like we're just another brick-and-mortar building with beer in it, you know? Right. So, but, yeah, it's uh, still people are still coming in, like, eyes wide, like, what are you doing here? Like, can I get a pint? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get one to go for sure. Right. So. Right. All right. And we have... Two more guests in the studio here. Actually, a return brewery. You guys, like to introduce yourselves? Uh, well, uh, I'm Mark. I'm the uh, assistant brewer over at uh, Drafting Table Brewing Company. Because <laughs> oh. I can. You're I welcome, can. Because you can. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Continue. Uh, sorry about that. I, oh, no, you're good. I wanted uh, to celebrate you. Oh well, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's not not too much. I I pretty much do everything over at the brewery. Uh, Aaron does a lot of the paperwork, coming up with some of the recipes. I do a lot of the brewing, cleaning, kegging, uh, transferring. Basically, make all of the beer for you to drink. So I'm not I'm not going to be day. modest about that. I just make all the fucking awesome <laughs> beer. <laughs> Whatever. And you brought a friend with you? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so my name's uh, Joel Armitage. I tagged along with Mark, uh, help him out over at the brewery drafting table. Um, He's our my, chief bottler. Yeah, I think I've had my fingers in every single one of those bottles. Oh, oh that's good to know. <laughs> with, with gloves on, with disinfectant. To I, was, uh, I was thinking in line at yeah. the bottle release. No, so yep, no they were. They were <laughs> Aaron is nothing. Aaron and Mark are nothing if not thorough when it comes to disinfecting. So uh, that's uh, 100%. That's, um, that's I guess where that flavor comes from. My connection to the beer world, uh, I own a company called JLM Networks. It's an IT company. Me and I love craft beer, so we kind of married the two together, and we help out a lot of breweries with technology, AV, everything's networked nowadays. So we've helped out these guys, a couple other breweries. I'm not going to name names, but uh, you can if you want to. to married you. the two of them together, and you know, what better way to give me an excuse to go to a customer and drink beer? So, so do you? Uh, are you like? Quality control at many breweries. Then uh, I do a lot of quality control at drafting table. I can tell you that. So. <laughs> he always happens to show up on barrel sample day. He just happens to be like, "Oh, hey, I'm here. You're pulling barrel samples. Great." Oh, I was very happy when we picked up a, a big project in Wixom recently because it gives me an excuse to run down the street a lot. So, so you focus on the V, the the visual, because you have cameras in there, so you know exactly when. Oh yeah, they definitely got. Yeah, they got. Yeah, he doesn't know about that camera though. Don't tell him. <laughs> Someone's bugged. It's, nice. it's like a spider sense. It kind of goes off. Just kind of tingles. Mark's, and Mark's then doing barrel samples. Got to get there. Boom! So. There, boom! There it is. 
Uh, so it's it's been a while since uh, you know the last time that we had you guys on here. Um, we had you on, I believe it was the day before you guys opened. Oh yeah, uh, that's so, been a long, strange trip. Yeah, hey, how how is business? Insane. Uh, we're growing faster than what Aaron and Kristen could have ever thought we were growing. Uh, we just signed on with a distributor not too long ago, M4. Um, they're really good friends of us. Uh, they take really good care of us. Um, yeah, we're getting new tanks. We're getting new barrels. We're just going crazy. We're probably getting ready to be hiring on somebody hopefully soon. Fingers crossed. So I don't have to do everything. Nice. Angela, so, they're hiring. Oh. <laughs> Yes, and and if you're good at you're, washing you're, kegs, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to move because that that drive from you know Washington Township, wherever that is, down to Wixom, that's. I mean, you're, you're going from 26 mile to you know roughly negative five mile. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. That's manageable. My drive everywhere. It's terrible. <laughs> Traffic's only terrible getting there, but. So you said you're going to get you're going to get new tanks. So um, I mean, what is your capacity right now? Uh, right now, we're projected for around 750 barrels this year. Uh, last year, we were at like 415 barrels, somewhere around there. So okay. we've already almost doubled what we uh, we did last year. Now, is that just based on production or actual capacity? That's production. If if we were like full bore, going crazy, we could probably push over a thousand barrels. So what's is there something stopping you besides the fact that you would like to eat, sleep, and have a social life? That's pretty much it, yeah. I like <laughs> having a 9 to 5. I used to work in the, the culinary field for about 15 years, and I worked nights and weekends, holidays, everything. Now I work from like 8 in the morning till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm fine with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. So then is the, uh, the next person that you bring on, is? are you looking for kind of like a midnight brewer to no. keep it'll, the process it'll, going? It'll probably be like a cellarman or something like that, or like just focusing on cleaning and, and cleaning kegs and things like that. And then hopefully training them to do brewing once we get even further down. Maybe a cellar lady. Yeah. You never know. Okay. <laughs> Is that- Fill out that application, then. <laughs> <laughs> get in the biz. You're going to go. Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, you guys are close to Schoolcraft College. You have people coming in from there? Actually, yeah, a lot. Um, uh, quite a bit of our servers, uh, probably like four or five of them all either going to the program or were in the program at Schoolcraft. So that might be a possibility, but some of them have left, gone on to other jobs at other breweries, and we weren't ready to hire on people yet. So, mm-hmm. Well, go ahead and check out our, our Facebook page and our website, betterondraft.com. You can find out about our $2,000 scholarship for Schoolcraft, the College of Brewing and, and Distillering, I believe is what it's called. It's a certificate program, not an actual degree. You know it better than I do. But you'll <laughs> you'll learn the process from how to market beer to all the crazy science behind it. Uh, Bill Nye is not involved, but uh, Rich Weinkoff definitely knows what he's doing over there. They're like, they're like the same people. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah um, pretty much. Sans the bow tie uh, but, and, and add a mustache, and that's Rich. He's a good guy. <laughs> and uh, So it sounds like he's going to be putting some people in drafting table here shortly. So Hopefully. Yeah, we're excited. So. What uh, you brought us something? I've already drank mine. Uh, I wouldn't mind a second. Yeah, by um, all means. But what do we have here? It's our uh, professional pills. It's our uh, flagship pilsner. Um, we almost always have a, a, a tank dedicated to just brewing that. Uh, we're pretty lager heavy right now. Uh, we have our Oktoberfest going. That'll be ready. So we brewed that, 
end of July. That'll be ready September 20th. Why uh, Why are you waiting so long? I mean, everybody's got... <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I don't know if you're in my... Do, do we have to get into season creep right now and the fact that somebody had already posted on the board that they were drinking a Griffin Claw Screaming Pumpkin? I think that one was aged since last year. But I, I know, I because... I actually, sold through two cases already. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Out, yeah. It's out there. It's real. It's, yeah. I we mean, tapped our first pumpkin beer yesterday, too. But don't you think that's a little early? Oh it's yeah, I mean, very it's, early. We, we haven't even hit the middle of August yet, and we're already looking at people drinking and talking about pumpkin beers. The grossest mm. thing about that is that it's all canned pumpkin. There's no pumpkin in season. You don't get pumpkins until, like, end of September. Yeah, so it's last year's pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it's all gross, nasty, artificial pumpkin. But then it's aged. Yeah. That's Ugh. aged pumpkin. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why they add so many spices, because it tastes like garbage otherwise. Oh, exactly. Just rotten squash. So who's going to do pumpkin chunks aged in a rye barrel? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What if you age your beer inside a live pumpkin? They've, they've done that. Wow. There's Pinterest posts about it. I'm not even kidding. Oh, yeah, that you, you turn a, a big pumpkin into a fermenter, and then you just tap the pumpkin and drink the beer straight from that. Now, I've, so, seen, I've seen that with, like, margaritas and watermelons, but I've not seen that with pumpkins. I'm, on the break, I'll have to show you. I, I'm, okay. I'm yeah, curious about this. Yeah, expecting that at your harvest party this year. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like I farm? That strikes me as something no, like the Amish have a, had a lot. You have right. a fiance like that's a probably into ago. Pinterest parties. I, Stop. I'm, <laughs> I'm curious about this because, you know, I've, I've homebrewed once and... You know, just thinking about everything that has to go into that to to put a beer in a pumpkin. How are you sealing that? You don't. You just let it go. You just let it go. I've never done it. Wild I've yeast, seen baby. it. Wild fermentation. Here we go. Ah, no. Or you just like randle it and you just kind of let it run through the pumpkin like a pumpkin luge, like a beer luge through the pumpkin, and you just see if you can get some flavor on the other side. So you, you dust it with uh, cinnamon and nutmeg as it goes down? Yeah. Oh, no, You. I think you would you salt bay it. Oh, there you go. No, you, you cover the pumpkin spice. You cover right. the pumpkin in honey, then you roll it through cinnamon and nutmeg, so you lick the pumpkin, and then you... Drink the beer from coming through it. It's kind of like a like it's full a bore shot. Yeah. Right. No, that's I don't, I don't see how that's working. <laughs> Not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so here's my question. Um, I used to work for some fine folks that like to sell a lot of craft beer, and I remember constantly being stuck with Screaming Pumpkin cases and cases of it, and going to you people in November. Hey, pumpkin season isn't over. We need to get some of this pumpkin beer on the shelf. So. People, you know, they're still looking for it, and you would look at me, and not necessarily you, and you would say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then I would say, all right, well, all right. and then the next week I would come to you with, oh, well, hey, Three Scrooges is out now. And you said, so you wanted to sell me pumpkin beer last week. I told you no, and now you're bringing me the next seasonal already. So you knew that you were going to put both of them in my cooler. The beer game <laughs> at retail is, like, literally treacherous. It's tough. You guys... No, I, I love my reps. My reps are great, actually. But, I, you know, what's weird is I've cultivated by accident this, like, very, very small niche group of pumpkin beer drinkers that, like, were they would buy Screaming Pumpkin from me in, like, April, May. I mean, I, I had extra cases of pumpkin for these guys, like, and they and it's all gone now. And they can't wait for the next batch. So I would take the deal, actually, personally. <laughs> but with other seasonals and other beers, like... 
And actually, a lot of a lot of breweries I cut this year for pumpkin beers. I'm I'm getting like three or four breweries max. Same thing with Oktoberfest. Like it's gonna just it's just gonna be the highlight reel, like moving forward, unless unless pumpkin beers catch a, another trend again. But I think they're kind of becoming like the scourge of craft beer. Yeah, I think a that, lot. Of, I think a lot of people are turning their nose up at it now. I think so. it's gonna go away, and I think it's gonna go away and just be away for probably a good five six years. We can it, only hope. Back. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so I then I don't even need to ask if you even plan on making one. We are. Uh-huh. Now is that just going to be like an in and out kind of process then? Just to single batch. Say that yeah. you you have it cuz which we don't even add pumpkin. Well, we'll add like a little bit of pumpkin just to call it a pumpkin beer, but it's not really a pumpkin beer. Hello, puppy. Good No matter what home looks like for you, REMAX Select Realty is here to help you find it. Because we know Pittsburgh like no other. REMAX Select Realty, a proud partner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Jamie Bordas of Bordas & Bordas. People frequently ask me what types of cases our law firm handles. In a nutshell, we handle cases where someone has been injured or killed or been mistreated by a corporation. This includes trucking accidents, medical or nursing home malpractice, explosions, insurance company misconduct, and exposure to toxins like asbestos. Whether someone has a case that's on the smaller end or one that's worth millions of dollars, we know how important it is to them, and we want to help fight for justice. Bordis and Bordis, fighting for justice. Because I, I, I had a little diatribe last week. I was walking through my Kroger, and I saw Dauntless, which is the North Peak Oktoberfest in July, mm. and mm. I almost just went like full Godzilla and just started kicking over displays because <laughs> I'm like, get out of here, okay? You cannot put Oktoberfest near my shandies or during these next to these summer beers. It's get out of here. I could have spent a little more time making that amazing stormy oat beer, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> you know, I think these small breweries, and I think this is where the, the three-tier system kind of gets screwed up, is um, these suppliers, these end people – they tell upstream, you know, when you got a brewer in Traverse City who doesn't know what's going on in major areas like where we're at, and their suppliers like, no, don't worry about this thing. Go ahead and bring us Oktoberfest because we know always we're always going to sell Oktoberfest. That's our best seasonal. And then they c- catch on to something like your stormy out, and then people are asking for it, and it's like we don't have that, but I can shove pumpkin beer down your face in July. How about right. that instead? And they're like. No, I I don't want that. There's a time when Stormy Oat was the only thing I could have on my shelf because everything else was so new. And guys were trying it, coming back, buying more. And I'm like, this is great. I mean, I don't I don't need to worry about when and if we can get some of these other hazy IPAs. We'll just keep rolling with Stormy Oat. And the next thing I know, they're just like, yeah, that's a seasonal. It's done. Maybe they need to make a uh, hazy pumpkin IPA. <laughs> Can we can we stop drafting table on the Stop giving edge. people ideas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you use the word juicy in there somewhere, yeah. you'll be fine. So. I think you have to call it pumpkin haze. Pumpkin haze. Put a um, put a Jimi Hendrix little silhouette on it. Cool. As you get sued by his family. <laughs> maybe maybe uh put a habanero in there and call it voodoo chili. Voodoo chili. <laughs> Back to name generating. I, I, I miss this. You know, I don't know where it was. Oh, I was listening to the Brew Review Crew. Yeah, and they did. They saw this thing online. I don't know if it was like Dead Spin or something like that. It said every beer name has pretty much been taken. So they had a computer that was just 
that had gone through all the untapped listings and was just generating names based on how often this is based on this style. So there's coming out of a bunch of things. So I was nice enough to put the Osmo 3000, which I don't know if you follow South Park very much. That's when Cartman gets in a box and tries to like take over the world. And he's just a movie generator and everything is an Adam Sandler movie. And then this is the premise. So yeah, that, that was a, that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, drafting table. So what, new is in your what's new in your tanks do you have anything that hasn't hit a tap yet all right well we just put on tap our um pale ale so it's like a based on sierra nevada pale ale called the draftsman super light citrusy fresh pale ale nothing crazy we have morning hater doppelbach which is a uh, coffee hazelnut uh, doppelbach that'll be ready in october that's about it for new really I am a morning hater. I may have to get over to get some of that. I hate getting up in the morning. <laughs> so you guys are obviously, you know, drafting table, engineering. What, where does that kind of sense come from? As far as the name? The theme, yeah. That's all Aaron and Kristen. Uh, they're the ones that are the designers. I, I come from a culinary background, so I, I don't have any hand in that. They do all the AutoCAD and all, all the label design. I, I just brew the beer. <laughs> Now you said you guys are you have signed on with M4. Yep. You plan to bottle and can and organ, or are you gonna focus on kegs and getting that out there? Uh, well, we've got a lot of kegs going out now. Uh, that's why most of our production is doubled. Um, we do have a small forehead bottling line we got from China, but we need to fix some some bugs on it. But we'll be bottling our flagships real soon. We are doing the grunge phase. The uh, transient collab again because that was the fastest we ever ran through a beer like seven barrels in like a week and a half wow yeah so we're going to do a 15 barrel batch of that and we're going to can it uh half of it up and then put that out in the market um tell me about that beer what what's in it what is it what's the style so it's a northeast ipa and it's just a standard uh malt bill uh nothing crazy just wheat oats uh pale malt then the hops are Grüngeist. Uh, it's like a German variety of like citrusy, herbaly, um, noble hop. And what else did we put into it? Simcoe and Citra. Sorry, we're uh, for those listening. We're trying to figure out how to open more beer. Someone came. <laughs> yeah, there's only like two cans open. What's going on? I was saying, I know. I've got loud. What one? I just got a transient. So I'm gonna. Is this the thing I keep calling juices loose? Right. That is the juices loose. Okay. Yeah, the one that is called juices loose. Well, I I, I don't know why I you call. Keep thinking, you keep thinking that you can get that with juice. Oh, the, no, you can get yeah the Ellison yeah. one. I always I get that one mixed up. I, to be honest, I think that one was better than the M43. So maybe I'm kind of bold words alone on my island, but you get with that juice you're, you're going to get attacked on. I believe for so. That. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I remember when the two came out. Um, I guess the one good thing about Dacby is the muling services, and I always make sure I tip my my mules. Um, oh, muling services are strong. Oh, yeah. So I uh, he's like, here, just take this too, and I was like, okay, because this guy literally took orders. He had a spreadsheet of all the people who he was going to meet, who, how many of what he was going to give everybody. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I guess someone didn't meet up with him to get one of them, the Allison, and he gave me uh, Get With That Juice and then the uh, DDH, the double dry hopped. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that one. And that was right before they decided that they wanted to apologize for how it came out, and I was like, this is amazing. So that so, was the bottle you can get with that juice? The no, the cans. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, the uh, I think it was at the first can. Yeah, the postage stamp looking cans. See, because that looks Mm -hmm. like you know, basically just roll the postage stamp over the can. Yeah, Um, but I don't know. I've always really liked the Ellison products. They always seem to come out really good. Um, And they've, I mean, Kaylin's got always has comes to the show and has a good time. And yeah, and I I have a nice little connect now because. uh, one of my friends hosts trivia up there. Whenever he goes up there, he lets he can now let me know what cans are up there, because he he came back. I was I was hosting on Monday, and just all of a sudden he just showed up at my show and just shows up with a four pack of the tiramisu stout. I'm like, dude, why didn't you just tell me? I would have told you to get me three of those damn things. Yeah, you guys have been looking for that. Yeah, for a while. exactly. <laughs> Because I knew you were looking for it. So then I was like, dude, next time, if you host up there next Monday, let me know if I need any. I, I just buy it and just bring it here. We've had that one on tap, and it's still on tap. It might be close to kicking, but ah. it's – I call it – to me, I describe it as like a perfect like campfire beer. Mm-hmm. So what have you been – you know, just – What's been going out of the store faster than than you expect to? Not named M forty three. Not named M forty three. Boss weed. I'm assuming that that just yeah, is just you're just burning through M forty three. Yeah, it's I don't even post it anymore. Every, the, those who know know we get it on Tuesdays. And <laughs> That's it. Well, it's gone by Wednesday. Now you're in yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but we're getting more and more now. So you know, we can I can like safely like put it out there and be like you know come come by and your chances are pretty good. But um. Other than it's like surprising stuff would be some right brain stuff has surprised me. Right brain, I, I like right brain personally. I think it's a great beer. I mean, selling the crap out of their cakewalk, and people are all over that. I don't know if there's this kind of like kind of backlash towards overly hoppy, crazy flavor beers, and people are just like, give me something a little easier. Right. You That's know, the, like the, the lavender, right? It's the vanilla cream. Ale. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and maybe, yeah, maybe some lavender. I don't know. I actually haven't even had it, but everyone tells me just. It's great. It's easy to drink, and then and then the other surprise is the screaming pumpkin. The the like two days after I got it, it's gone. <laughs> so like out of the barrel, still? anywhere? No, no, no. Just cans. Just the cans. Oh, yeah. cans. Yeah. yeah, we got the cans in last week, and then so. But to be fair, I think they have like the coolest cans though. That that screaming pumpkin can, it's glow in the dark. I think it's a pretty sweet looking can. I, I guess I prefer the not a caught. <laughs> we just had that over at Hop- Hop- stopped at Hopcat before we came here. Yeah, what would you think of it? I'm really, really impressed yeah. with it. Now, they did three versions of that. That's the third batch. That's the, that's the third version, yeah. So yeah. I guess number two was uh, not so good, and number one was Two little, was okay. Two. two was okay. It was – it just – I don't know. I think the, the third one just it, – it added a little bit more of a of – a, of a hoppy, hoppier tone. Yeah, I, to I never got the second batch. I only got the first one from the brewery when it initially came out. It was just. Uh, well, you had the third one. The, the, I had the third one. The, the cans that I yeah, brought in. But I, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't have the second batch. The yeah. first one was is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a little bit hoppier, a little not hoppier, a little drier than I think the style wants because it's supposed to have that juicy floral, orangey flavor to it. Right. And I think they definitely came through on the third one. Yeah, it's definitely so, been the most well received. From what I gather, mm-hmm. the not a cop, the third batch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like sure. straight grapefruit juice. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really, really good. Hold on, what's this? That was your transient. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I'm d- so no. The transient I, was good. I think you're, you're now on the top oh, lingo. Yeah. Oh, so from top Uh-oh. Goliath. Then, uh, <laughs> are, are we having an issue? No, we're we're having a moment. 
Oh. <laughs> Do we need to leave the room? Right. I know. No, we? I think we're up against the break anyways. I'll no, leave the room. We're, we're not up against the break. <laughs> we're, I'll have to hold you, out. You know, yeah, you're going to have to hold yourself for a bit. Uh, you can tell from the nose on that one it was going to be special. <laughs> this one's good. Yeah. The, yeah, I guess none of these beers suck, so I mean, the, yeah. I'm kind of happy. We, we get to drink IPAs on the air because Ken's not here. <laughs> that's that's why I brought right. all IPAs. Right. I wanted, uh, I wanted to comment on it when you was looking for a guest that they had to love IPAs. <laughs> I didn't realize that he didn't like them, but I literally brought you guys three 64-ounce growlers of IPAs. Does not like <laughs> so, IPAs one bit. I mean, unless, unless it is aged. If I mean, like so he says, he will, he will he will take exactly. He hop will take slam. a six to eight month old hop slam. Uh, he'll drink a one year old Devil Dancer, which since they're not even making Devil Dancer this year, that's about all you're going to get right now. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's I it's can like, see though that's high enough AVB. It's just like uh, one twenty. I mean, yeah. yeah. Although one twenty just one twenty just doesn't let go no. at all. It's like no matter how much you let that sit, I, I've got two bottles in in my basement right now that I think one's been sitting for three years, the other one's for 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 two almost. Still probably needs time. And it's, yeah, it's still probably just oh, that is it is rough. It's one of the only like twelve ounce bottles you need to share with like four other people. Yeah, right. It's, it's <laughs> I took one to uh, Four Elf last year, and it had to be three four years old, and I think there was a good group of about eight of us and no one could drink more than an ounce or two of it i mean it was just that's, still how, that's how it was with that dkm yeah. last week i love oh, that stuff so good that stuff is garbage oh i want to go and i i thought it was garbage pill I, I got it on tap <laughs> and then i went out and sought out like four four packs of it i loved it i literally think it, it tasted like the juice that's left over on the bottom of the garbage can <laughs> after all the garbage has been thrown into the dumpster, <laughs> sitting in the sun. So how do you, you know what that tastes like? You smell One that. too many rough nights? You smell right. that, that, vile, that vile stink as you pull your garbage can <laughs> back up the driveway. And that's basically what that DKML is. I mean, I love Founders, but that was a swing and a miss if I ever had one. Oh, I mean, I felt like it kicked me right in the back of the throat. I mean, right well, that's now, what it stands for. Exactly. Dick Kicker Malt Dick Liquor. Malt okay. Liquor. Dick, Dick Kicker, Kicker Malt Liquor. <laughs> okay, well, it was my uvula that was kicked. <laughs> so it should be called UKML at that point. I mean, between the, the three that they've released for this whole Barrel Age series, um, I actually, I kind of feel like DKML right now is my number one with KBS being two and Fruitwood being three. Okay. Until CBS if, is released. Later. Until allegedly CBS is released. Un- unconfirmed reports. Until Jesus yeah, returns. unconfirmed reports. If, if you were to tell me, Matt, the best beer that they have is DKML, I would never drink any of their beverages, period. I'm not saying <laughs> I would literally I am rather not, no, die. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that I would from lick. Founders that is their best beer. I'm just saying just for the Barrel Age series for this year. I would drink sand over putting that back in my mouth. <laughs> would you take that over Lizard of Cos? Uh, you know, I have That's a good one, too. I have I a, like that one. I have. Uh, that was uh, undrinkable to me. It was, it was strong at first, and then I let it sit for a bit, kind of like. Heron's Unfinished Business, because that was the same where Unfinished Business, when it first came out, it was, for me, it was awful. And then I let that bottle sit for two months, and then I had it, and I was like, oh, oh, this this is perfect now. 
And then now you can find it cheap for like eight, seven bucks yeah, a bottle. Middle. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. This has been sitting for a year. I'm taking this. I point people to that one all the time. I'm like, this is the sleeper. I'm yeah. Like, There's that. And then my opinion too, Big Bad Baptist is a sleeper. I yes. love yes. Big Bad Baptist. Like, and I still have them sitting there. So good. That was my favorite. I tried to get I tried to get a lot of it and I couldn't. Yeah. After Lizard of Cause came out and it was just universally panned, I went to my local party store and I said, hey, what do you have behind the counter? What are you trying to get rid of? And he gave me a Lizard of Cause, and I've heard nothing about nothing but mixed reviews, and it's literally sitting on the bar in my basement just waiting for whatever. So, yes, I would chant it with Lizard of Cause. <laughs> make make I would, sure you have insulin on hand. I would rather – I would like, rather, You think no rules is bad with being sweet? Holy I would hell. rather beer bong Lizard of Cause not knowing what it tastes like <laughs> than have one more sip of DKML. Craft beer chug that? That's right. No, craft beer. I'll like – just shove it so far down my throat that I don't even take it just right, just, right in the just, stomach. Just let it go. Yeah, I'll be like the guy on the bad video who just keeps growing and growing and growing. <laughs> There's at least things you can do with sweeter beers. Like those are causes very sweet. Like th- put it through a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say let it age or cut it with a coffee stout or something, but – you know what I mean? Like, there's when you have a, if you have a dryer finishing beer that's just bad. There's really nowhere to go. Yeah, but I felt like yeah. Lizard of Cod, it, it like it got it got what it deserved. But yeah, maybe in a year. No, I mean it was it was kind of like what I was talking about. You know, before before we came on was you know when we had Kevin from Founders on and he intro- introduced us to the Dirty Rub, and that being Dirty Bastard and Rubeus half and half. Rubeus on its own for me, it's too sweet. It, it's way too sweet. But you, you you mix half with Dirty Bastard in there, and it tones everything out, and it's really, really smooth. I just had a moment while you were saying that. I've got a couple of single shooters of Fireball at my house. <laughs> so I think, you know, if it's too sweet, I'm just going to mix the Fireball in there <laughs> and really – just make an ass of myself. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, I, mean, I really you, hope you post the video of that. If you want to balance it out, I mean, I can't chug the fireball in the Lizard of Cars, but I'm sure you should do a a, a, a side by side Lizard of Cars car bomb with the fireball. Oh, no, <laughs> drop it in and go to town. Um, I can't do uh, an Asian voice, but that sounds like that would be. I don't think you should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can do an accent. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think we. I don't think we're big in Japan. But... I, I still haven't forgiven you for saying that I should be Donkey Kong. <laughs> <I didn't>. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Almost lost context, it on my own thing. People, context. <laughs> Context. Context. Context is everything. We were going to dress up as Mario Kart characters. <laughs> For yes. Tour de Fat for New Belgium Fat Tire. Which I am going okay. now. That's awesome. I, I have uh, uh, the manager. Is it at, this weekend or next? It's this weekend. It's, it's Saturday. Uh, the manager at uh, my Monday trivia show at Herman's, he gave me VIP passes. So it's going to be uh-huh. me and the wife. We are going to Tour de Fat. But she doesn't gonna, drink. She doesn't drink. No. Oh. But you go to DD? Exactly. And those guys know how to party. But you're on a bike. You are you're your own DD. That's that's we don't have bikes, so we're just going to chill out. Just grab one of those Mogo bikes. Yeah, we might do that. But we are up on a break, so we're going to go ahead and take it. We we will be back with the Better on Draft podcast. And we are back with the Better on Draft podcast episode number 96. We are what? What is so different? <laughs> I thought it was just me just screwing everything up. Y'all laughing at Matt. Never mind. <laughs> we are still here live with our guest from Drafting Table and the J1 Liquor. I believe it is. That's the one. Get that right. Uh, so it is segment two. And normally segment two, we go through the news with 
Me? And now today's news brought to you by North Center Brewing. Hold on. So we, we poured something before we, we got too far. I was in the middle of a damn sponsor. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where's North Center Brewing Company at? North Center Brewing is on North Center Road. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> see, how, see how that goes together? Yeah. yeah see, yeah. I'm not the only one who screws yeah, it up, am I? It just kind of kind of goes together, you know. Go, go say hi to the guys over there and uh, get yourself some coconut brown if they have it on tap. Northville, Michigan. And they have food now. They, they, know, they now have a, I guess they have a kitchen and they have food there. So go there for some food and play some trivia on Wednesdays. Go say hi to my boy Antonio. So uh, Steve just poured us some Evil Twin. Is that what it is? Yeah, Evil Twin. The tighter the squeeze, the less you have. I don't know what that means, but it's going <laughs> to... It, it smells hoppy. It, not quite dinky. No, no. This is just going to be a like a grapefruit kind of. It's got, yeah, it's got the citrus notes on it, and um, it's it was billed to me as an any IPA, but no, it's definitely uh, not hazy. So I just call it I call it a JIPA, just a juicy IPA. Yeah, this definitely has some different flavors to it. Hmm. All right, I'm waiting for the, the the growler to come down. I think Evil so Queen just does whatever you. the hell they want. And it kind of seems that way. It's got like a medium body to it. It's it's over. It's grapefruity in the nose, but mm-hmm. not necessarily on the face. It's quite malty. Just well, just is. chug it out of the growler. <laughs> chug it, chug it. Chug that is pretty it. smooth. That is pretty smooth. I like that. I like that. All right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this beer. I guess it's not exceptional though. I mean, there's nothing that says wow. Or I mean, the top league Goliath. I almost uh, had a moment. Where I needed to excuse myself. <laughs> this is just, you know, good beer that I would just, if someone gave it to me, cool. It's Thanks. Maybe we need to invest in some clear cups so we can get a better color visual. It's more classy with the red solo cups. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I believe uh, they're investing something like $40 billion into a new facility for solo? You know, testing and design. Yeah. You know- Hear that? That's the sound of a cool, delicious McCafe iced coffee. Loaded with robust flavor and aroma. And this, that's the sound of McDonald's' new Southern-style sweet tea. Ah, sweetened to perfection. Now you can get either drink, any size, for only $1.49 each. Ah, now that's refreshing. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Looking to make a positive impact on the health and wellness of your community? Achieve your biggest goals with Duquesne University's School of Pharmacy. Prepared for success, our students benefit from a 99% job placement rate and a six-figure average starting salary. Choose from Bachelor, Doctor of Pharmacy, and graduate programs offered online and on campus, or transfer in. Specialize in areas such as pediatrics, acute care, or research. Visit duq.edu slash pharmacy. So I'm Toby, like, what what else can you design? You you make a red solo cup. What? Hopefully, it'll flip better for flip cups. Ah, yes, aerodynamics. Yes. Aerodynamics. Yeah, they have to study that for flip cups. Those wind tunnels are not cheap. That's a yeah. job that I would take. <laughs> flip cup specialists, specifically designed for the uh, uh, yes. beer pond. So they don't ro- like wheel in and then hop out. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Maybe a little <laughs> lip on the inside, so. Or like a mesh net just in there. Yeah, I think so you, you get a swoosh effect. Right, make make some sort of championship <laughs> flip cups. 
Just so they, well, they, they have a thinner rim. That way it's actually harder to flip them and, and have them land. I think they did something like that on Shark Tank. There was a whole Shark Tank idea where they're like cup holders that you put in the beer in the solo cup hmm. to like keep it clean but also to help the ball stay in and Enhance come the out. experience. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You should check it out. What the hell? It's not like I mean, you don't need a backboard or anything. Just you know, air it out. That is literally the dirtiest thing on a college campus, though. Is is the beer bunk cups? Exactly. Well, that's why you don't drink out of the cup. You just you have your full beer on the side, and then you drink and put water in, in yeah, the cup. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but yeah. but I mean, still with the ping pong ball, you just you're just dunking it in water. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna throw it with your, with your dirty ass hands. It's the same time. I mean, at least have somebody just go buy some star sand or some, some sanitizer stuff, and that way you can just dunk. Your hand goes in the ping pong ball goes in. Everything is sanitized. Everything is good. Okay. It doesn't the affect al- the beer. The alcohol. That's what that's for. Uh, yeah, that's why you got to like carry those out. You got to keep a little cup of tequila. Just yeah, like handle just a pop off. <laughs> oh, five o'clock. You just dump oh, it in the, five in the bottle of five. Oh, partial to pop off myself, but you know, I'm a man of taste. <laughs> I'm a man of little means. Eight dollars for a handle. You, you, you don't threaten me with a good time. That was that was. The, you only needed one buddy. Now you need three buddies right. to go in on that because they're fifteen bucks. It's a rip off. I mean, I remember you get a handle of five o'clock and a thirty of Bush, and you're still out the door at like twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Easy. So you're good to go. Easily. And I mean, the bigger the biggest charge is the the deposit. Not even any of the <laughs> not even the liquor or the taxes. My time at MSU saw like the proliferation of brunettes. Oh, uh. and so I was like. Strawberry, raspberry, lemon. Like, we could do it all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the best of times and the worst of times. Nice, nice. And when I was at Central, I saw 30 racks of Bush go from twelve ninety nine to 15 when I left. So I felt like they were just dollaring me as I was leaving. <laughs> That's a lot of money it's when like you're when college you kid. graduate and the tuition hike happens, you're like, see you guys. <laughs> beer is Glad the I'm cost out. of education. I, yeah, you know what? Don't freeze the tuition. Freeze the price of beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take that three percent increase. Just leave my bush at twelve ninety nine. Damn it! Please, please, please. I think that'll do the community good, right? Well, it right. Paying bills. So. True. True. Um, all right. So we're gonna go through a couple of things and kind of go around the room, see see what everybody thinks about this stuff. Uh, one thing I came across, obviously, the the dominoes just continue to fall. It seems like week after week after week, somebody is getting bought out, selling selling a portion. For next week's show, who's going to be? I, I know we we might as well, but um, obviously the news came out on Wednesday. Constellation Brands has acquired Florida-based Funky Buddha. Uh, financial details, of course, not disclosed, as if they ever seem to be. Uh, but Constellation is going to have complete ownership, 100% of Funky Buddha. Um, with the purchase, Constellation is also going to uh, split its beer division into two separate units. And um, I guess while it was mentioned that uh, Funky Buddha wasn't necessarily looking for a buyer, um, the calls, calls just kept coming in, and they must have heard a number that they liked. And you see the couple hundred million dollar check. Right. And, and you know, one of the articles, it did say something like, you know, they have the same ideas as us, and, and you know, we all sat on the same couch, and we, we smoked from the same bong, and everything was cool well, is and that, happy. Is that real? Is that No. Oh, I was no, going to say. I'm just, basically, the article basically made it say, it kind of sound like everybody was, them, Funky Buddha and Constellation, were sitting on, you know, a 70s Circles couch singing Kumbaya, and everybody was having the same great idea, and said, okay, um, yeah. Yeah. Was give, it one give, of those couches that are like in the center of the room and like down a step? 
Kind of like, yeah. Like in Scarface where he's got that little hot tub in the middle of the floor. Yep. yep. They, were in, they were in Scarface's hot tub. Pretty much. I feel, like <laughs> that's, I feel like that's the message that they're always going to try to send, whether it's Constellation or AB and Bev buying something. They're always going to say, well, yeah, of course we clicked and everything is amazing and mm-hmm. we're just going to keep this train rolling as if we weren't there. I mean, I guess I take well, it with I, a grain of salt. I kind of think when, when you now own this, it, it's kind of like when, when you – have 20% or I'm sorry 19.99% you sure you have a portion but you don't own the whole thing yet. They have a say though. They have a say. When you're talking about this now it's 100% consolation owns you and they can now do with you whatever they want. I mean it's all extract flavoring anyway. They they already streamlined the process for them. They cut well, costs to bare minimum. Well, I mean, when I mentioned it, you kind of did a thumbs down. I mean, I, I guess uh, obviously you don't like you don't like the idea of the smaller breweries no selling not. out. No, mm-hmm. we we get into this industry as a passion. We want to do it because we don't want to do our normal nine to five jobs. We want to brew beer. We want to make people happy. We want to have fun. But couldn't you say the same thing about them? I mean, they they were in it for a passion, and suddenly here comes this big check that will make their lives easier, make their employees' lives oh, easier. No, it's not making the employees' lives easier. It's making their lives a hell of a lot easier with that $100 million check. <laughs> but I won't be mad at someone like, if you want to cash out and buy an island and go sit on it, good for you. I mean, I just there's plenty of other local independently owned breweries, so... I don't necessarily need Funky Buddha in my life, mm-hmm. Actually, so I, I won't be mad at them for cashing out. But I will. But I don't. I don't like the idea of. Of to me, it's just like it's just a big ass company cashing in on a trend. So, and if if you're familiar with me and like the Dackby groups, you know, like I'm critical about independent craft beer being in Kroger's and Myers and shit like that because I'm like these stores don't give a shit about craft beer. Nope, they treat craft beer like a fidget spinner. Like <laughs> it's hot right now. <laughs> We're gonna put your shit on our shelf. Damn, that was a good pull. It's the truth. That's who. We're gonna put your shit on our shelves while you're selling. But you know, as soon as that as soon as that sales dips 07 percent, we're we're not only we're not gonna take you out of our cooler because we wouldn't put you in there anyway. We're gonna take you off the warm shelf and uh, and send your shit back to the distributor. Whereas like, you know, for me an independent guy, where it's like, I find these breweries like on my own, go to them, hound my distributors for them like actively work to build their audience and like I'm not asking for anything special I'm saying like Mm -hmm. there's people that care and there's people that are just trying to cash in on the trend and there's independent stores that try to cash in on the trend too they don't know shit about craft beer but they're like give me all your craft beer so I can sell it to these idiots (laughs) like you know it it definitely cuts both ways but as far as like big companies go I'm like I'm good on all you guys I've never thought about that that you know the idea of Meyer or Kroger taking it off of their shelves in two or three years when they off their warm shelves the warm yeah. shelves. Because it's been sitting on that shelf for two or three years. Dusty pumpkin ales. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting, though. It's just like, because it's, you know, it is, it's it's like anything. It's like when, I don't foresee, I don't foresee like a craft beer drinker going saying, I've had enough of this good beer. I think I'm just going to start drinking Budweiser again. You know, I don't think, I don't know. But oh, I, hold on. That's they, like somebody going, that. using, you know, K broadband for internet and say, you know what? I'm going to dig out this 56K <laughs> modem. No, and I'm going to hook this. <laughs> I, I guess I was just thinking, I just, just, not really giving much thought to the whole, you know, long term. I just assumed that, you know, it's, 
people are going to continue to drink good beer. Sure. Yeah, but you yeah. know what? They did that with, that's exactly what PBR is. is I'm going to drink my craft beer, and then when I'm done, I'm just going to go drink PBR just to be funny and trendy. And now it's kind of Well, mainstream. when you can throw $20 down on the bar and get 20 PBRs. Exactly. So, I mean, right. that's... I bought my first 30-pack of PBR. On purpose? Yeah, I like, I like PBR. I... All year, though, and I used to drink it a lot before I, you know, could afford or knew any better. But I'm just saying, like, even now, I don't I don't drink it like I used to. I drink what I like. You know, that's just, it's like water. I, I, I bought it because I was going to party all weekend, and it was, I needed a lot of beer. Was the party store that you went only selling PBR that weekend? Is that... I bought it from his store, actually. <laughs> so he might have been out of that. Way to just call him out like that. Oh. I also bought. I bought some good stuff too. I some tasty stuff. Besides, I mean, if if you if if you go, for you know, it's like you have you have your dinner beers and then you have your dessert beers. Right. So. What is PBR? Is that a dinner beer or a dessert beer? That's the it's a volume uh, beer. That's the breakfast. <laughs> that, that's breakfast a, I've lunch, already had five dinner, beers. Yeah. And that's the fourth meal. That's <laughs> the fourth meal. Taco Bell of beers. And, and besides, with, you know with, that's about the same price range. Too. With, with how much it costs to to live in Midtown Detroit, I would probably end up spending money on PBR anyway because it costs so damn much to live down there that mm. it's probably the only beer I can buy. So you foresee, you know, so let's okay, maybe we use M forty three as an example because people can't even keep it on their shelves. In two years from now, obviously, maybe that trend won't be in effect maybe people will still want that t- style of ipa we don't i mean i don't know i'm not good at forecasting but so you think that they're all of a sudden going to say hey old nation we don't want this beer anymore we're not going to have space on our shelves for you i mean if m43 doesn't sell as hot as it is and old nation doesn't have anything else that Boss sells as hot will. as that <laughs> yeah, like if, if, there, if that scenario happens then yeah, bigger stores aren't going to care about your product anymore because it's not moving for them. But, like, it's not like craft beer just happened for, like, the last five years. Like craft beer has been around for a long time, yep. and people have been drinking it for a long time. And then, like, you know, like um, early 2000s, late 90s, like, pro wrestling got huge, right? Every, yeah. you know, pro wrestling is on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Pro wrestling still happens today, and there's still a very big core audience for it. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to see... It's not. It doesn't have the kind of like market influence that it used to. Right. And so, craft beer could easily go that way. Do you? I guess. I mean, you, you saw the bubble for, with root beer well a year and a half ago. Remember <laughs> yes. when you couldn't even keep not your father's or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Not your father's. You, how do you off, how often do you sell a case of not your father's root beer now? We probably do a couple a month. So yeah. do you sell that mountain ale? That oh yeah. Oh, it's, got, it's got that haze. The truth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, but so, that, that brings what is up, that lime here? It's a Futurama slurm. That's right. <laughs> that brings up a really good point. I mean, you're talking about it phasing out. No, the trends just change. You go back two years ago, what's everyone after? What's the big hype thing well, everyone's right. going so for? Then, is the big bourbon barrel? What's the highest ABV mm-hmm. stout you so, have? Now they walk in, what's the juiciest, haziest thing you've got on your menu? So, yeah, so right. maybe, so, okay, just keeping with the theme that I started, Old Nation, so, like, let's say, okay, so the haze, the haze craze dies. We bury it. I don't know why we would do that, but we do. And the next thing is, let's just say we're, everyone's into, like, gozes all of a sudden, and then everyone's doing those. Mm-hmm. And and then they, they throw those up on the shelf. I guess I would just assume, I don't know. I guess I was just thinking that maybe... The, you know, the styles will change, but 
that will still be interested in this same I beverage. Think it's it's more the it's more the whole industry that got built up that made them take notice as opposed to a certain style. Because before there was style preferences, but then everything got big and all of a sudden like even Joe Sixpack wants to try Dirty Blonde or whatever. So now the big stores take notice. I'm just it, it might it might just keep growing. It might just be a point where Founders is a direct competitor to Miller Lite. Who knows? I hope it is. That'd be awesome, right? But there might be a time when that when that tune changes, and I mean they're going to be the first ones out the door of those but, sales meetings. But to be fair, I think some shit's going to stick. Like yeah. uh, for instance, if you go to a Meyer, you're always going to find too hard at it in the cooler. Because right. yeah. that's like the quintessential IPA. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to find certain beers that exemplify the style in there. Because, you know, maybe M43 gets passed by whomever. But let's say M43 continues to be the, the brand for, Nor- you know, New England IPAs. Well, they're going to keep M43 there just because if someone wants a New England IPA, that's going to be their offering. Just like if they want an IPA, Two Hearted is their offering. Yeah. You know, I'd- so you're always going to have – that one market leader of that one brand right there, it's just you're not going to see 15 of them. You're not going to see Petoskey and Griffin Claw and every other brewery in the world with their New England IPA. You're not going to see 20 of them. You're just going to see one, maybe two, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's why you see you know, your one or two founders because those are their, their staples. That's exactly where they fit in the market. Yeah, and up until recently, you would see like – You'd see founders, a bunch of founders all day IPA or whatever at the big box yeah, stores. Yeah, you'd see but the then bastards, like, the your, but then your local stores would be the ones that would get those barrel age releases, those special releases. And I think that's important because it's like take care of the people that helped you get where you are. Well yeah, and so maybe some of like, you know, some of the breweries like you guys, drafting table, I don't know what your long term plan is, but maybe it's kind of smart to not put your beer on every shelf so then you are catering to the people that are going to come in yep. and you're you know because they're the middle the people right in the middle are probably won't survive but what you're missing or maybe though, the, is when they like I know it's not M, M4 won't do this but the people that sell griffin claw you know powers they want everything everywhere and they they'll, they think that they sell 80% of their beer to a Meyer and a Kroger you know, that's where they sell their bulk beers, their 24-packs of their mainstays, their Millers, their Coors. Their, so they want, a sh- they want you know, that's the chip that they go to these Myers with. They say, hey, we'll give you these craft beers, but you have to give us more floor space with this. And then they only have so many cases. So, you know, then drafting table, you know, they're, they're, it's their chip. And then they're at Meyer, and then they're not at J1 because, you know, that's why it's important to get with a distributor that focuses on what you're doing and not – They've got a portfolio, you know, 400 suppliers deep. Yeah, I agree. And you're not the 398. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. to, to piggyback on that point, we, we did call out to other distributors to try and get people to come in. We didn't get any calls back. Nope. <laughs> so yeah. obvious choice was people that actually liked our beer, wanted to talk to us, came mm-hmm. in, tried everything. You know, I mean, And so eventually it, they'll try to poach you from them. Yeah. The other distributors, will, they'll come along. They'll right. try to poach you from them and talk about how – we can put you in this many locations. I, you know, not to dog on Griffin Claw specifically, but I can't tell you the last time I bought a Griffin Claw beer. It must, it's been probably two or three years. Like they, I'm, you know, Ken says that we're very unloyal fans of beer, you know, craft beer fans or whatever. But I, I buy Two Hearted all the time. I drink it all the time. I go to Hamlin after work, and that's I 
get a tall too hearted. They put it in the glass I like. They know me. It's what I drink. Is it bedazzled? Does it say Angela on pictures? I wish it did. <laughs> it should say Dark Queen on it because I just, that's where I'm at. Just dark, dark Queen? Dark Shark in the corner. Dark Shark. <laughs> wow. That, okay. But, wow. Leave, we're going to Aqua Munch? We're going to leave uh, that there yeah. and unbox that later. So, meanwhile, um, I guess in terms of the distribution, um, I guess how far are we going to start seeing seeing your beers? Uh, <clears throat> greater Detroit area is what uh, they're covering right now with uh, every once in a while <clears throat> do a special tap takeover like we did yesterday at Seven Monks in Traverse City and Ford took all the beer up there for that mm-hmm. um, just kind of slowly moving it out we don't want to overextend ourselves we want to make sure that our, our beer's fresh it's going to the right locations getting the people that want to get our beer people that are excited about getting our beer and don't okay. want to let it sit. And I, I would probably, I, I guess, for for myself being being an absolute fanboy of this one, um, the Mean Vanilla Bean, mm-hmm. by far, between that and you know going to Summer Beer Fest, the Rye Whiskey Mean Vanilla Bean, right now that is for for me is my top beer of the year. Just wait. so. Yeah, so, I, was say, I was just about to say, just wait. That we, is... uh, we actually have a tap takeover with you guys at Brown Iron coming up. Where's Brown Iron? Yeah. Between 26 and 27 on Van Dyke in Washington Township. To buck three. So maybe you guys can <laughs> think about uh, you know, what kind of beers you want to have on tap that day. We are pretty much out of right whiskey. I'm sorry. Ooh, that's a snap, but that's all right. Hopcat Detroit does have it on this coming week, though. Nice. Hopcat Detroit. <laughs> we have a, a tap takeover coming up this week at Hopcat Detroit. We've got, uh, I want to say, seven beers. It's including Double Resolute and uh, Rye Whiskey Mean Vanilla Bean. This weekend is in starting tomorrow. No. Like next, next week, like one next week, ish, somewhere around there. But Dina, honey, um, I, I can tell you about week. some of the other barrels that we got going on. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, yes, yeah, do it. so there's a awesome bar in uh, Milford called Pallet, and they buy a crap ton of bourbon, like straight from the the distillers. We got lucky, and they had a Weller Antique 107 barrel. They asked us if we wanted to use it. It's been sitting in the barrel for over a year now. It's going to be called Palatable. <laughs> Hopefully around nice. our Oktoberfest, we'll be doing a bottle release with that. And possibly, if it's ready and in bottles in time, ooh, there Sorry. we go, uh, a um, maple bourbon barrel, mean vanilla bean as well. Oh, my goodness beautiful. <laughs> now I'm having a moment. Say, Hold on. I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I'm not saying this just because I'm like right in front of you, but like my customer is going to attest to this. When they ask about to hop into hold on the for the growler fill, I'm like, if the haze craze wasn't happening, you guys would be going apeshit for this double IPA. Like, it really is, I mean, wonderful. I mean, you can't taste the 8% in it. I mean, it's just, it's so smooth and so, it's to me, it's definitely one of the, one of not the best beer I have on tap right now. And like I said, if there wasn't a haze craze, it'd be, it'd be number one for me. Thank you. For me, it's, it, yeah, and. Like I said, not just because you're here. I've been a huge fan of you guys, and having getting your taps in my store was like <laughs> was awesome. Do you have a beer that you enjoy brewing or that you like most that you brew?
No matter what home looks like for you, REMAX Select Realty is here to help you find it. Because we know Pittsburgh like no other. REMAX Select Realty, a proud partner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Our Pilsner. So, like, this is your everyday? Yep. If I'm I'm drinking while brewing, it's going to be the Pilsner. (laughs) I've noticed that trend with brewers. Brewers, A lot of brewers say, like, they like to brew Pilsners. Yeah, uh, there's not much to hide behind. A good brewery, if you can pump out a Pilsner that has no faults, no defects, no nothing, that's a good brewer. Like, it, like I said, there's nothing to hide behind behind it. It's just straight up malt and yeast and a little bit of hops. So amongst your peers, that's kind of like the litmus test. Yep, that's pretty. It's interesting because, like to me, I like things like over the top flavors and like you know put all the kind of crazy adjuncts and whatnot in there. But oh, I love those too. Yeah. But as uh, Mike from M4 would say, uh, Pilsner till dark. <laughs> you can't drink imperial stouts all day long without. So should sure. should and and that's always kind of a funny thing that we talk about is that you know when people go to breweries they tend to judge a brewery based on their IPAs. I mean that's a good litmus test too. I mean a lot of breweries don't make good IPAs. <laughs> yep. Just because you throw 300 different hop varieties into one IPA doesn't mean it's going to be a good. We had IPA. an interesting right. conversation about IPAs a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I, I guess I just because I always think, you know, just with the IPAs, you know, just just as I treat with Chinese restaurants, I judge a Chinese restaurant by how they make almond chicken. So with a brewery, as much as as, well, as little as I drink Pilsners, that's usually what I go with first to try and say, OK, you know what? I usually don't touch these. Let's go for it. Let's see what happens, because. My, I guess my mind has always been trained that, you know, when I think Pilsner, I think of, quote unquote, America. And America. I, it's like, that's just, I don't want to think about that beer. I, I don't like the taste of that beer. And I just think that any Pilsner is going to taste like that. And then, you know, when I have other Pilsners, like, okay, this this does not taste like America. This is actually. I, I kind of, I see a, a trend swinging more towards the lagers just for that fact of their light. They're easy to drink. You can drink them all day long. And if you make a good one, I mean. Someone told me that lager is the hardest style to brew. Yes, without a doubt. So when you go to another brewery just with friends, is that the first beer that you get is their Pilsner just to kind of Whatever really sounds interesting usually is what I'll go for first. He he usually goes crazy for lagers because I know he dragged us a bunch of lager places in Denver when we were there. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There's a a place in Denver called Bierstadt Lager House. So they mostly do ciders, but they do three different lagers year-round. And it takes them 174 days to lager it out. Wow. So ours is like 50 to 60 days. Yeah, they're, they're 174 days in the tank, lagered, chilled, perfect. And they slow pour pills. It takes five minutes for them to pour it. If it's not five minutes, by the time you get it, you can send it back. Get a new one for free. But, like, wouldn't you wow. be like, I want my beer already. If I, I want a perfect pour, then I'm going to wait five minutes. But this isn't Guinness. I mean, we don't need to wait. For 120 a seconds. Yeah, I actually had to go do that training uh, when I was over in Ireland. I went up to the Guinness Brewery, and it is. It's so 120 t- seconds. you got to wait. It's, it's 90 and then the other 30. Well, it's right? nitrous, yep, on the But hold on. So part. if you go to this lager house with four friends and you both all order lager, you're going to wait 20 minutes to get a beer? But they had a bounce house. Yeah. So Inside when we the were brewery, there, there was so a, we were fine. I, I kid you not. They had this kid's birthday party there. They had a bounce house and like giant cornhole 
over in the brewery side, and all the, the parents are just like face down in the bar, just like, why did we do this? <laughs> Surprisingly, this, uh, we, we weren't asked to leave. Time? That was just that day that we were there. You know, actually, that that kind of brings up another thing. I I I had not had that in in the news. I don't know if I had actually had, had talked about it in any week, but there was an article that I saw a couple months ago that was talking about the fact that as these breweries have been opening up, one of the things that people have been noticing is that everybody's been bringing their kids, and that it has been it's becoming this family environment. And on one side, it's, okay, great, I can go out to a brewery, I can have beer, I can have my food, I can hang out with my spouse, and we can do whatever we want and just have the kids there. The other side kind of says, I don't want to promote drinking to my children who are sitting here with me. To me, it's, why are there kids here? I'm at a brewery. <laughs> I see a lot of that. I see a lot of, like, I don't want to see kids. I don't want to see – I'm here to drink beer. Which is, that's what I see. Because what happens is those, those, those are hover parents. And if I'm having a conversation with my friend and I drop an F-bomb, that person's going to give me a dirty look or say, hey, you got to watch your mouth. There are kids here. And I have to look at them and say, there are kids here. This is a bar. Don't bring your kids to a bar. Well, and you're I, not going to hear salty language. I used to work at Ascension as the sous chef there. And we would ha- – because they're a restaurant, we had kids come in all the time. And they're like running over with the brewing equipment. I'm just like, oh, see that? what are you doing? Get control of your freaking kids. <laughs> see, that's, that's a thing. whole different issue. I mean if yeah. you are not parenting and being on top of your kid. I, I'll admit I took my kids to Atwater last night. You can hate yeah. on that all you want. We went to Atwater water? in the park. Okay, they've got like, cornhole yeah, out front. The yeah. kids are out there. And there were probably 20 kids out there. They're having a great time. We get to have a beer and have dinner. We call them back. If you're watching your kids and being on Hold top your kids of kids though. Three and five. Right. Okay. Well, then you're an asshole. Yeah, you're. <laughs> yeah, you call me an asshole. Man. You know what? I like to drink beer, and sometimes I don't have a babysitter. That's so, fine. but I mean, you have, there's you have definitely closets a, at your house. Yeah, well, yeah. Apparently, that's frowned upon now. But <laughs> Harry Potter. Look what happened to Harry Potter. Uh, wow. And Matilda. I and Matilda. Yeah. There's certain places and times. It should you know? Would I take my kids to a brewery at ten o'clock at night? Absolutely not. Right. If it's four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. we're sitting down for dinner. Yeah, Why that's not? where it's the a, common sense yeah, thing kicks it's, it's, in. There's my, a common yeah. sense aspect to it. My right, official sure. position is like, I'm cool with it um, as long as you have your kids under control. Like, Because that's just a common sense thing. I'm not going to walk my dog in there and let them run around. Well, that, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter if you're a Walmart or a brewery. If you're matter, not right. watching your kids, that's you're an a, asshole. a universal thing. And <laughs> exactly. then to me, like, yeah, once it hits like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock... Yeah, yeah, maybe a six-year-old I, at the bar is not a good yeah. idea. I think something that just basically have to have that rule. Like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock... Um, at that time, you've got to be over 21. At a certain point, we kick all the kids out. I don't know what it is because I don't work in the front. But I know at a certain point, like if you have usually kids, kicks me out about eight. That's because you're drinking all the barrels. You keep sneaking in on the barrels like, all right, dude, you've you got to go. we got to get you out of here. We're done. My dream brewery has like a... 90s, early 2000s hip-hop playlist playing at all times. So You just come hang out at our brewery. Come hang out in the back. Okay, that's yeah. what I did all day today. <laughs> that's amazing. I thought you were going to say I had a water slide. I was going <laughs> to. No, no, just like you know, that's my Into dream brewery soundtrack. Thing. So uh, it's nice. not conducive to children, but nice. <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is the Better on Draft Better podcast, on draft. and we are back with the Better on Draft podcast, episode number ninety-six. I'm not super. I believe it is 
segment number three, which means that goes over to Matt Bush and five questions. We really need to produce some music for this because it's. Uh, Do we? I see. And that's the one thing I forgot to throw in, in here was to throw any just any, in general any anything you know some chill stuff. I, I heard I, some good uh, some good music this week. So I, I got some. I, I got. Uh, we'll see. We'll get throw this in here and just uh, try and not money grabber because money grabber is kind of you know we're we're done with money grabber. So we'll, we'll just throw some beats in there and just roll with that. Yeah, tune, tune, tune down. All right, all right, yeah. all right. A little soul percussion. Shout out to Eric. So today was actually quite a, quite a famous day. Very famous. Uh, most famous day in human history. I'm kidding. <laughs> so question number one is, uh, this real American, actually born in Atlanta, known more from Venice Beach, celebrates his platinum blonde 63rd birthday today. Oh, jeez. That would be... The man with the 24-inch pythons. That would be... Hulk Hogan. It is Hulk Hogan's 63rd birthday today. You talked about wrestling. I thought oh, you'd have that one. Terry Bollea. Bollea. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, so this is kind of more of a roundtable question um, before we get into the punishment for Rob. Um, what is your favorite either ingredient or additive in beer? Whether it be something to taste, something to, to work with. Um, I mean, this kind of more like everybody, but what's your favorite ingredient or additive to in a beer? Mm, passion fruit. Oh, yeah. Do you want to expand? Like, <laughs> uh, like uh, passion fruit sours. I'm sure you probably had some, but that's probably one of the best fruits to, to punch, punch into a, a sour beer. Just works well with it. Just, it's one of my favorites that I've had. I would go with coffee. I'm a coffee whore, so... It's put coffee in like any style of beer, and I will drink it. The coffee IPA, sure, loved it. The uh, McKellar did a really good one. The Kopi, oh yeah. Um, shorts, the the snake juice, I think it was called, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can pretty much you could sell me on a coffee anything beer, really. Angela, do you have a favorite? I like you? maple, like maple stouts, porters. Robert, I'm. I had to go with Steven this one and say coffee. I mean, probably still one of my favorites, um, you know, two years running is the uh, the collaboration between Griffin Claw and um, uh, Great Lakes Roasting Company. And you no know, peanut butter, no peanut butter. No, 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 no peanut butter. I mean, I do love the, I do love you know J and J's but um, definitely with with the coffee. You know, like I said, two years running. Um, uh, Little, little small kept secret. I, I think there are still some bottles that are still left there that uh, I need to, to run and get a couple more of those. I, I still have a few left, but um, I, I remember when we had Kyle on here and he was just like, "Dude, I, I, I wish they would just give me those because I could just sell the shit out of them." But and you know, since they had them in November, those suckers were still sitting there. I think there's still like probably two or three cases that are still sitting there. Wow. <laughs> I know we missed somebody. Uh, probably say vanilla. Vanilla? Yeah, but not the adjunct, like actual vanilla beans with a proper vanilla flavor and a good stout. In a stout, uh, yeah. yeah. So and it's gonna be sure, it's yeah. gonna be a thick beer. That's so. my number two. Well, yeah, I'd say my number two would be like the pawpaw uh, for a sour. I mm. love the the upland pawpaw was one of my favorite sours that I think I've had with a fruit flavor. So. Nice. All right. Well, you all have a cup of terrible beer in front of you. Yeah. Um, you're gonna find it in. The single section of your local party store. So as someone who has a single section in his party store, you may have a distinct advantage, but it doesn't help that it's warm. We get uh, two questions and then a guess if you'd like. 
you can really pretty much ask me any close-ended question, yes, no. Uh, but all I can tell you is it's really bad. I bought it at the corner of 8 Mile and Schaefer. Um, they had bulletproof glass in this party store. So we're really <laughs> dealing with the creme de la creme right here. Um, it's it's not good. Uh, I thought of Rob when I when I bought this beer. <laughs> you sure that wasn't like a window wall to the brewing facility? Um, through the window, through the wall. I've been in party store bathrooms, and it, it very well could have been, to be honest with you. <laughs> the toilet is the brewing facility. <laughs> exactly. That's got a uh, weird sweetness. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah uh, it's yeah. almost skunked. That's yeah. the, I think there's a clear bottle yeah, did involved. Did you purposely skip me on this one? What do you mean? I didn't get a cup. <laughs> no, I gave. I put three cups right there. Oh, here, here yeah, Steve. I, no, here, here you go. Yeah, there you go. Steve took the wrong thing. thing. You're super right. eager to get I, rid of your I, cup. I, I like it so much, I took two cups. <laughs> you shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> He's already domed one. You shouldn't. Yeah, I never drink it. <laughs> oh you, yeah, I never did. Why, why would he? <laughs> yeah, he knows what it is. How am I just now noticing this? Jigsaw never cuts his own foot off. He makes oh. you guys get his foot off. <laughs> so, Rob, do you want to give some flavor, some smell, some uh, tasting notes? Uh Let's see. Uh, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> Detroit sewer water. No, no, no. That usually Flint tastes better. <laughs> so, uh, on Beer Advocate, the first rating says D plus slash Do not recommend. <laughs> is that I, the only I, rating? I, I no. There so, is this a, is this like a, is this a craft beer? No, no. Okay. This is not a craft beer. Like it, it could be an old like. Is it, if it one was of a craft beer? Three. They should close immediately. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah. It's really pungy. So we have a brewer here. Do you want to give us some flavor profile of the urine that you're, you're sampling? You can swear. Go ahead. I mean, other than it's fucking awful. Um, it's super malty. has like a weird skunky, kind of funky, dank flavor to it. Not but dank means way. good now, right? Not in, not not, in this not, this, not in this context. Hell no. Dank, dank like bong water. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The dirty beer pong water? <laughs> I'd rather drink that. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is... Oof. I don't even know where to start. Any I thoughts? know. That's Could really, you pretty much where I'm at. you put it in the cooler before you served it? It actually cooler? was in the cooler. The issue is it was in my in my trunk for like the last hour. Oh, wonderful. Uh, wonderful. I mean, I if, just... If it's too cold, you miss the flavor notes. We don't want to do that. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe this. It's should we just skip this portion? I mean, it's, it's well, everyone should give a guess, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. We I get mean, the five questions, right? Well, well no, uh, we this get, is we question get... three of five. But I mean, you're, you're all welcome to guess. All right, well, what this I, is. Have we asked yeah. the question. Yet? You get to so ask have... two questions. So for we, sure. we get like as a group, as, as a group, group. Yes. Right. as yeah, a group, okay. we get so two questions. So you guys can roundtable. I mean, questions generally, one of the one of the questions is is you know whether or not you know this was in the U.S. or Canada. Um... I mean, I, I don't see, you know, anybody with universal health care that would actually create something like this. That's what I'm thinking, like Mexico so. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's Guatemala. I mean. Country of origin? What's the country of origin? I mean, should, well, no, we, we have to, we have to give them a yes or no question. Oh, so. I mean, I'll tell you that this was likely brewed in America. Likely? Likely. Brewed in America? Um, well, I guess I, I'm, I Googled. Where is this? And it says, move to new location. <laughs> Kicked out of old location for not paying rent? I mean, if they were paying in 24-ounce cans, I understand. I mean, I mean in the lair of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'll be, I'll be honest. Uh, this was brewed in Nevada. <sighs> what brewery is 
Jeez. I blame you, Harry Reid. Uh, my goodness. Oh, this is... I need something else. I don't even... I can't even find a Wikipedia page on these people. Oh, it's that bad. Great. All right. Jeez. So Everybody has I mean, a if you can't... Wiki? If it's not a Wikipedia page, it's obviously not Colt 45. Oh, hold on, hold on, so. hold on. Hold on. I, I kind of feel like if, if you can't... If, if you can't find it, it, it seems like it, then it turns out to, nope, nope, by, nope. by default, be one of those Walmart contract beers. No, it's definitely not one of those. <laughs> I mean, if you, if this beer is so mysterious, it clearly has high trade value. Ooh, I got a question. Super rare. Yeah. Was it waxed? Is it on Steve's shelves? I, I don't know what's on Steve's shelves. That, would, that wouldn't be fair. Oh. Wait, would you I, find it on the shelves of Zatuna Liquor down over there at uh, by M459 in Rochester Road? Okay, so I did, did some digging. Uh... After they were kicked out of uh, Nevada, they are now brewed out of <laughs> wow. Their headquarters are now Lacrosse, Wisconsin. What does their one beer have to is do so to get bad? Out? They got kicked out of the state. Um, kicked of a out desert of desert state that needs all the help. Right, get. exactly. Um, to be fair, the Las Vegas Weekly wrote an an article, and it's titled "If you've never heard of blank." Uh, don't feel bad. So, if you've never heard of this beer, don't feel bad. It's I mean, literally a headline. Were they feeding this to armadillos or some shit? And they just got kicked out because this, this might have all been leftover water from Los Alamos <laughs> from the Manhattan Project. If you're water that gets kicked out of a desert state, you know you're doing something. <laughs> you know wrong. you're doing hey, really <laughs> wrong. Hey, you know that's actually kind of a clue to uh, what I was talking about earlier. It's not DKML, but it's. Uh, is it a malt liquor? Yeah, this is a malt liquor. That's, that your, that's your second that. question right that there. That is our second right, question right, right there. All right. Apparently it was a good one, though, at least. Yeah. All right. Well, is you know, of the of the ones you, I know you you said that you, you certainly wish you weren't drinking would be Mickey's. Does, does this? No, that's not Mickey's. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read other. Um, this brewing company, I don't know. I don't think telling you that it's made by City Brewing Company is going to change anything. Mm-hmm. They also make Arizona tea, <laughs> Schneider's tea. Sam Adams Oktoberfest, Shack Soda. Well, that's kind of a jump. Iron City, <laughs> Iron City Light, Atwater IPA, Founding Fathers Light and Lager, Milwaukee Lager and Light. I'm not going to say that word. Mike's Hard Lemonade, Lucky Number Seven Malt Liquor, Potosi Light, Chronic Energy Drink, Smirnoff Ice, Drink Four Brewing Company, Blue Point, Game Day, Duquesne Game City, Day. That's Cool Light, one. Crazy <sighs> Stallion. Bronx and William K. Bush, not to be confused with Adolphus Bush. Or Matt. So. Mont Cold, Mont, Montucky is apparently a beverage. And then this fine 24 ounce can that I have in my pocket. Alright. So we each get a guess. No, we get one, one guess, guess as a I suppose I'll, I'll let you I, all guess. Oh, okay. I don't think well, you already told us okay. what the brewery is. Yeah, it, right. Yeah, but you've never heard of a city brewing company with this. Uh, uh. Imagine. Andrew, right. would you like to do the honors with your first guess? I don't guess? know any malt liquors. I, I can only think of one off the top of my head. Should I go ahead and take a the shot MKL? at it? Yeah. Oh, I was going <laughs> to Schlitz. Schlitz. It is not Schlitz. It's okay. not Schlitz. Uh, all right. Um, hmm. Explains I'm, a lot about Atwater. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, Steel Reserve. This is not Steel Reserve. I say we've had Steel Reserve on here and, and had guesses of Steel Reserve so many damn times. Uh, all right. I'm going to have to go with probably the, I don't know, probably one of the nastiest no, malt liquors that could be out there. Come on, Rob. You got this. <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say? 
Uh, I'm, just, I'm just confident in you. You're just confident? You don't have to take it there all the time. Well, yeah, I know I don't, but I do, just to just <laughs> fuck with you. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, with uh, what was brought to my attention. I'm going to go with camo. Did Ken send you a text? <laughs> we have camo ice. Camo ice. Does it ten now that you've unveiled six. it, does that mean we don't actually have to drink the rest of it? Oh, uh, you're supposed to drink it all right. Uh, I, I don't never know. No, no, no. no. taste was an ice beer, but I'm not too familiar with ice styled beers. It doesn't have just three X's, it's got five X's. Shout out to Ken. I wish the Ken. Camo- did he, did he? I know I've preached self care in the past, but if you're anything like me, this past year has been a lot of taking care of other people. It's now time to take care of you. And my favorite form of pampering is Botox at the Skin Center. If you've been considering smoothing out your fine lines and wrinkles, now is the time. The Skin Center is a top 10 Botox provider in the nation. You should be trusting no one else with your face. They've been an industry leader for over 40 years. I love Botox for about a million reasons, but the most important for me are preventative aging and the brow lift it gives me to make me look super refreshed and awake. Not to mention my makeup has never laid smoother. And if you're looking to add a little more volume, to your lips and cheeks. The Skin Center also offers filler to help you achieve that plump, contoured look. Every time I visit, I walk out a better version of myself. Now let's save you some money. DM Skin Center MD on Instagram or call and mention my name, Kelly, to get $100 off your first Botox or filler treatment. This is your new home speaking. I know you haven't moved in yet, but I need some favors. Could you dust the blinds? The dust makes me feel dusty. Also, we could save a lot of money if you bundled your home and car insurance with Geico. It's super easy to do online or over the phone. Last favor, when you move in, could you stick to one aesthetic? The last owner had a weird mix of floral wallpaper and nautical tchotchkes, and I can't have another identity crisis. Geico. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com today. You chime in? Yes, he did. Oh, that bastard. <laughs> Have at it. You can get three for five twenty-five. And, and to, to his credit, he chimed in before you even started going through the list. Oh, he no, he, he's a little lion bastard. <laughs> you know what? To say something about the beer, so, though, I really wish that's, the camo had that's worked. Good, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. Um, camo. So we're going we're gonna to throw God, this back real quick. Awful. On this day in 1991, this cartoon first debuted. This day in 1991. 26 years ago. This is the 26th anniversary of this cartoon. Oh, jeez. I feel, I feel like I need a network. Uh, August 11th, 1991. Like Cartoon Network or like... Uh, Are you going to give us the network? Because that would... Um, I'll uh, tell you it's... Uh, no, the, I kind of feel like... It, I guess... Was it's it in a, the cable or broadcast? It's in the Disney family. Ooh. Oof. Then I'm completely out because I hate Disney. But it's not. Uh, you wouldn't think of this as a Disney cartoon. Uh, it's only Our the family. Ninety-one. That was Cartoon Network. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Mm. I was like, the thoughts were Beavis about, and Butthead or Ren and Stimpy. See, because for some reason, when he said ninety-one, the first thing that popped in my head for whatever dumbass reason was Rocco's Modern Life. What about uh, Quail Man? Does Quail Man help anybody? <laughs> What? Man? Doug. It is it's Doug. Doug. Oh, Doug. Doug. Oh my Doug? God! Twenty-six years ago That's today. That's in a Disney family. Yeah, it's, it's a Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. and ABC. Uh, well, it's your birthday today. No, I mean, but we're twenty-six oh, on Sunday. years old. Huh? Mine's on Sunday. Well, I'll have a beer for you. Yeah. Yeah, birthday. All right, um, and then the last question: um, Who or what in the beer world excites you? 
Like what? Uh, what are you like excited to see? Who inspires you? Maybe when you're brewing. Uh, I guess b- besides this toppling Goliath that almost made a mess in my pants. What? You mean uh, it did make a mess in your pants? No, I mean this. <laughs> these are golf stains. <laughs> uh, wow. But Way to bring out the difference. What excites you in the beer business? Just, I mean, this can go around. Like, I'm excited, for instance, that the pendulum is kind of shifting towards Kolsch's, which is my favorite kind of beer, and to see what's going to happen with them. Because of all the things that happened with IPAs, throwing so many th- different things in it, mixing it with so many different ideas, if there's even remotely the same kind of passion with Kolsch's or experimentation, I'm going to want to be on that bandwagon, and I'm kind of excited for that. For me, I guess I, I could split that into two questions. The person I look up to most in the industry is probably Jean Van Roy of Cantillon, a huge sour nut. And um, the person I'm most excited about is uh, Mitch from Speciation. He is doing some incredible stuff out there in Grand Rapids. Apparently, because their stuff didn't even last in the summer beer fest, you know, two hours in. Well, it was an hour and a half for the first day, and then everyone realized that, oh, crap, it ran out. They ran out in, like, 45 minutes on the second day. Oof. Just and th- Those guys have the smartest oh. brewery plan of anybody. They don't have a tap room. They don't have brewing equipment. They have barrels and fermenters. That's it. They contract brew er- everywhere else, get the work, come back, ferment it, and then bottle release. Wow. Would that make them, like, a gypsy brewer? Sort of, yeah. Cool. What am I drinking? This is this tastes like um, good, t- t- like cinnamon toast crunch. This is a hop fusion, uh, feisty blonde. This is a crowler mm. I got from Texas. This tastes like rum, this morning. Beer and rum chata had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh, pretty can, damn delicious. It oh, reminds me taste, almost. You of taste the, it? The no, Kunin, all I can taste uh, is camo. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. You should have put it in the same cup. Sorry, not sorry. That's the problem with question three is that question three just pretty much invalidates every other beer that you have for the rest of the night. No, that's right. That kind of makes me want to go back to the liquor. You know what this reminds me of is the Coon Hen when they do the winter solstice and they do all the cereal beers and they do the cinnamon toast crunch, the cocoa puffs and all that. Mm -hmm. But to have that in a blonde... I haven't had it Very before. Cool. I, I enjoy it. Angela, what uh, what gets your jollies in the craft beer world right now? Uh, I've always been a big fan of Sierra Nevada and New Belgium just because I like their consistency. I think that it's delicious. It's awesome. But I've actually really been into, like, other half and all the weird, funky labels that they've been doing since I'm trying to break into more of, like, a design career. I just look for them, to them for inspiration. If you're familiar, they have... Are you familiar with Other Half at all? I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, so they're in yeah. New York, and they do... I'll have to... Maybe I can bring some next week, but they just do these crazy, like, off-the-wall labels. They do, like, crazy collaborations. Yeah, they're like, really good. Either either the labels are super simplistic, or yeah. they're just out of the world. I think it's just but like there's the... something to be said about how, how, like, simple and fantastic they are, you know, like... For sure. That's why I like uh, most the, of the transients uh, of labels. They, they, yeah, um, yeah, they have a great. They would probably be like the so Michigan's you, other half. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Grimbauer right there. So, when it comes right. to craft beer, you're most excited about labels. 
I mean, there's a, a lot to kill. I, I, I mean, and you, you, I mean you go it's back. It's a piece of art, all of it. Right. What's inside the bottle, what's inside the can, what's on the outside, how it's presented. I'm, I'm just trying I to mean, funny. I, 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 have an, I have enough friends who basically go to the store and they say, oh, I just picked this beer out. It's like, why the hell did you pick this out? Oh, I thought it looked cool. I've done, mean, that I've done that with I wine. Oh, that's the, the biggest drive in wine sales is how the label looks. No one knows what it tastes like. They just right. think, oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. And they buy I mean, hell, there was there was one article um, I, I didn't really take a look at. It was another one I didn't really take a look at. But it was one that was basically looking at the scientific research of tap handles mm-hmm. and how... Oh, we were just talking you know, about you know, this yesterday. Essentially, it was something like, you know, the, the first tap handle that your eye grabs is the one that you're going to get, the is the beer that you're going to get. It's like basically 90% of the time. So there, there's something to be said about, you know, design and, and that being on the bottle. Speaking from someone who has, you know, 65 taps on the wall, we just had this conversation yesterday morning. If you wanted a tap handle to stand out at our facility, you should not have a brown tap handle. And we have brown tap handles ourselves, but... The things that were sticking out were the Goose Island, the Duck Head, and Le Fin Dumont, mm-hmm. probably. Yes, yep. and um, Rochester Mills. You know, like I'm not, I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's bad, but that brick, that yeah. brick thing. Sheboygan's got a similar tap handle. It's got that white lighthouse that kind of stands out as well. So you gotta be, you gotta do things to stand out, and that's where I think that like these off the wall breweries are doing unique things. But then my heart just lays with you know the new Belgiums of the world that just do good things all the time and for a really long time the longevity of their brand like resonates with me Steve is there anything that uh, gets your jollies off in this craft beer world right now yeah um, well part of it was what was just discussed Um, to me like the internet took away one of my favorite pastimes which was perusing the CD aisle and picking out music based on album art so the new thing for me is beer labels and six pack packages and like that does that like the saying is people buy with their eyes and that's totally true but the creativity that goes into that as well as the beer to me is what puts certain breweries above other ones like other half pipeworks does a great job um numerous breweries out in california some in hoof-hearted has amazing labels like you think anybody here has a really silly (laughs) label like well there's there's boring labels like who at water um ouch it sucks calling people out. But <laughs> well, you he's know, a party store. I want to kind of get his. I mean, there are labels. I guess I, 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 mean, I kind of feel like, are have... there specific ones? Because, you know, full disclosure, my brother did a design of three of those. Well, <laughs> well know, I'm sorry, but I had the to new watch... direction they took it in was good, but for maybe just a, spe- a couple of different types of beers. The new yeah. direction with the art. But, like, another one, like, I think Greenbush is kind of... Little too dark, lacking. Yeah, you, you pass your eye passes right over it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't and, even see it anyway. <laughs> and um, Motor City is another one. They got it. They Bottle got it. Logic really innovative with their labels, where it kind of looks like a file on it, but you've always got something, and it's they've got a consistency to it, but you're yeah. still yeah. interested in it. And right. then you've got um, oh, I've got Black Project out yeah. of Denver. Mm-hmm. Those guys, I mean, it all looks like a classified file. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got the little paper airplane. I genuinely never thought we'd there. be sitting here discussing beer labels. Yeah. But, well, I mean, so hey, hey, think about it. it. I mean, it, it is it No, is I'm shocked. Important. I mean, it, 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 uh, speaking of beer labels, though, one thing I would like to say is you've got the MLCC, which has to approve within Michigan all of the beer labels, right? And we all know that people go in and they check the approved beer labels. Mm-hmm. That's how people find out about these beers that are coming out before the brewery announces it. 
I want a way that we can see all the disapproved beer labels. <laughs> yes. Like all the stuff that got rejected so because funny they were thing too about rude that, or messed up. On the national scale, the TTB, there's one guy that proves every beer label that comes across his desk. One guy? There's one guy. Every beer label that is ever submitted in the U.S. through federal it goes across one person. So he could just really just have a shit day and just walk in yes. in the morning, look at the label, and say, you know what? Your label can kiss my ass. And just exactly. go on to the next one. And it all depends if you've seen the show that you're trying to copyright <laughs> infringe on, too. So. <laughs> That's just true. Wow. Rob, wow. you have uh, you have anything that you're uh, kind of stoked about? Um... I mean, you've kind of gotten to sours of late. Is that? I mean, I, I've started to to really, you know, kind of get into sours, and because as much as I have not liked sours, because you know, essentially, I if if I want to stick twenty lemon heads in my mouth, then I will go ahead and do that. But I say I've got a whole howler for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Leave that there because I'm going to try that. Um, but I I am not afraid of them. I I will try them, and you know, if I like it. Great. There's there's another one that gets notched on. I mean, I, I would probably say, you know, I've tried maybe thirty or forty sours, and I've liked roughly five of them. So what are your which, what are your top three of the sours? Uh, it's it's kind of funny because my top three all come from New Belgium. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Lauren Salazar does an incredible job um, over there. The La Folie. Um, uh, there's another one that comes in a growler bottle. I can't remember which one it is. Um, Transatlantic Creek? Uh, no. Latour? No. That Zerkers we had last week. Yeah, really I was going to say, the Oddside yeah, Zerkers, you see me like that, right? Yeah. Oh, Oddside. Oddside has Electric Pineapple, which I like. I like the Electric Pineapple. Um, I think it's... What's it? that soft braid one? I think it's Citradelic really is, is the other one. Wishful Sinful. There we go. That one was really Wishful good. Wishful Sinful is really good. Now with sours, so, the people that are just getting into sours, the, the only thing I can recommend is the three-sip rule. First sip is going to shock your palate. Second sip, you're going to get more used to it. Third sip, you're going to actually get all the flavor out of it. You're not just going to be like, oh, God, that's a lemon head. It's, it's yeah, untrinkable. Mm-hmm. Your, your tongues will literally swell and contract. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of beers that are like that where it's like it's hard to drink. It's like you just dome five warheads. Like a brewery tart of darkness. I could barely drink that. It's so sour. My fiance. It's her favorite beer. Like, she can't get enough of it. It's like, the more sour, the better. And, like, that, like, she'll dome, like, a whole 750 of it and just be like, okay, where's the next one? That's this, amazing. That's And that's why it's just, just like, with me being away from sours that I do not touch anything from Jolly Pumpkin. I know there's probably got to be at least something in there, but, I mean... I, I've always felt that you know Jolly Pumpkin just with their stuff, it is it, it's great for everybody else, and they they love how sour their stuff is. For me, I I just I won't go near it. I, I if in, in hell if I'm going to be down there on Canfield Street, I'm just going to go to Motor City anyway, and I'm just getting myself a ghetto blaster. I'm good. So, but let's we're going to transfer over. So let's talk about drafting table. Uh, we're kind of winding down. So where is drafting table? Where can we find you? What's going on? Oh, there's too many places that I can even tell you. I'd have to throw it over to M4 to tell you all the places that we have. Well, no, Obviously. no. I mean, like, social media-wise, like, oh, physically, where uh, is your establishment? Uh, we are on, I'm terrible at this, Old Wixom Road and Pontiac Trail in downtown Wixom. It's a little strip mall. Um, social media, we're pretty much everything, Instagram, except for, I think, 
Snapchat? I don't think we use that. I don't know. You don't need to be on I just <laughs> brew the beer, man. <laughs> Should be Snapchatting as you no. brew the beer. Do you have any? Do you have any events or releases coming up here shortly? Uh, we've Th- got the Tap Takeover at Hopcat Detroit. Um, Rob will drink that. So, so oh, you don't even bet, you don't even well promote that because bring. Rob will be. Yeah, oh, but I would just hand him three hundred bucks. Give me the give me the keg. Give me the keg. They'll probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sell it. He'll just take a couple of pumps every day. <laughs> Shitty part is that then I got to spend like another you know two three hundred bucks to get a keg ready to put that. Oh, damn you thing just in. put it on your house. That'll be the next level when you go into a guy's like cellar room and there's fucking kegs sitting there. Oh, You're like, dude, geez. seriously. I, I know people that are like that. <laughs> no, no comment. No. Dina, no, no. <laughs> Dina would not like that if all of a sudden it's bad enough. I have a room that just has you know the rack that has you know beers going you know six racks down. Kegs start showing up, then you know it, it's going to be a conversation. You know, you say that my wife just made the same comment I had I have two bourbon bow kegs sitting in my cellar in front of my beer rack right now can frame it as nope nope, the wife's not happy about them like when are you going to drink those nope nope when are you going to set a weekend aside when I can get through that (laughs) frame it as like your doomsday prepping because you never know those stouts they'll last forever though high ABV got that right (laughs) All right, so J1 tell us about Utica You, you apparently dropped the dime you have an Armada as well yeah, yeah. So we have two locations. Um, the Armada store is a, is a Sunoco. It's at, right at the corner of 32 Mile and Romeo Plank. So if you're north Macomb and you've been struggling to find good craft beer, that's your stop. Um, and then, yeah, J1 on Hall Road. We're east of Van Dyke, like right where M53 and, and Hall Road cross. You're literally on that corner. On the corner. you got a yeah. big van parked out front at all times. Got to work that corner, man. Yeah, probably. <laughs> So, yeah, we're, we're right there. I mean, conveniently located on the busiest street in Macomb County. Um, and, yeah, come in and say hi. If you mention this podcast, I will give you a free growler, Phil. Oh, what? wow. Damn. Now where I'm going next. Y'all, y'all better be listening. You, you know what? Yeah. To give Steve credit, though. Now I, you just have to buy the growler. <laughs> was in search of M43 a couple weeks ago. Had to get some to a buddy who was Michigan guy, moved out of state. Everywhere I went, it was, oh, yeah, we know we're out. Or, oh, you can get one four-pack or something. Walked into Steve's place. Of course, he's not there. But never there. <laughs> no limit. And that's, why three, that's why No it's problem. T- done. Here you go. Took care of, you know, some ex-Michigan guys. So, I think that place. when I was looking for it, too, that maybe you had said something about it. I, hit, I hit you up. I was like, just come by and so grab some. So many nice. See, you know what? I think that we just need to focus on all the really nice people in the community because so many people reached out to me. And I almost felt kind of guilty because I'm, I can I buy kegs of it so I can have it. But you like want cans for travel too. And so when I was looking for cans and I couldn't find it, everybody was so nice and they're like, "Oh, you can get it here. You can See, come yeah. here." And, and it just pretty much just now now just completely goes more, full circle. You're know, right back nice to, people to your in the first community comment. than crappy people. You know, right? Craft beer, not crap beer. Let's, 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 That's let's. what your shirt. Whose shirt says that shirt? Says. <laughs> I was gonna say I have these shirts for sale at the store too. All right, perfect. <laughs> so that's what all we should do I'll is just you know, do just something by to get that. Yeah, be happy, drink beer, and 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 just just just, just have good times. Yeah. that's just it. Shut, put beer in your mouth so you can't talk shit to people. Exactly. Don't hit a dick. Yeah. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for the Better on Draft podcast. Thank you to our sponsors and and Matt hitting the bell, North Center Brewing, Zatuna Liquor, and Brown Iron Brew House. And of course, we do have the scholarship coming up. Uh, for Schoolcraft College. Thank you to our guests from Drafting Table and J1 Liquor. And as Ken always says, no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Better on draft.
See you guys later. I'm Jamie Bordas of Bordas and Bordas. People frequently ask me what types of cases our law firm handles. In a nutshell, we handle cases where someone has been injured or killed or been mistreated by a corporation. This includes trucking accidents, medical or nursing home malpractice, explosions, insurance company misconduct, and exposure to toxins like asbestos. Whether someone has a case that's on the smaller end or one that's worth millions of dollars, we know how important it is to them, and we want to help fight for justice. Bordis and Bordis, fighting for justice.